2100. It's the 21. Hey, hey, hey. It's the 21. Yeah, it's the 21. It is the 21. Yeah, it's the 21. This the 21. Yeah, this the 21. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, this the 21. Yeah, you know that you love it. I got a pocket full of dreams and a mouth full of money. It's like almost every day I be reborn something. Have you seen the PT? Yeah, you know that we starting. Yeah, this the 21. Yeah, the 21. That I got a picture perfect view for the way that I run it. And I'ma tell the whole truth, spreading love like it's nothing. This the 21. Yeah, this the 21. Welcome to 2100. I am, as always, your host, producer, and the creator of the program, Jason Peters. Today, I am dropping a mini episode because a rare opportunity has presented itself and I've got some interesting news and information that I'm not seeing talked about uh, very much recently. Actually, not recently, just in general. The news and the stuff that we discuss is horrible. The, the We've got the Ahmaud Arbery case. we got Kyle Rittenhouse. These are horrible events going on in the present. Um, but we're going to not even kind of address that. We're going to scoot right past that and we're going to shoot right into an asteroid. That's right, people. Today, I am talking with a NASA scientist, Dr. Christina Thomas, an assistant professor in the Department of Astronomy and Planetary Science at Northern Arizona University. And she has been working on the DART mission with NASA for quite some time. What is the DART mission? The DART mission is essentially the first ever time in human history where human beings are going to launch a projectile into space for the sole purpose of smashing into something else. Uh, It's never been done. We've seen it in sci-fi movies. We've heard about it. Like asteroid redirecting. Literally, asteroid redirecting like in the movies. The name DART stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test. DART. 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 Uh, So, if you're listening to this... On the day it comes out, the day I'm producing it, the day I had the idea to make this this episode, it is November 23rd, 2021. It is likely that around 1 a.m. Eastern Time or 10 p.m. Pacific Time is when we're going to shoot this thing into space and then 11 months from now in September of 2022, it's going to crash into an asteroid or what what is a moonlit. But we're not going to get into the specifics of the uh, the mission right now because... We have a NASA scientist coming on the program to discuss exactly this. In what way does this tie into the 2100 theme? Space travel. Come on. Fucking space travel. The future, you know? We're always talking about Mars and the moon and what's possible. And what I like about this mission and what what draw drew me to, to covering this was that... It appears that the only reason that NASA and SpaceX and all these brilliant scientists are doing this is to see what happens. And I really support that. I think just growing growing the base of knowledge that humanity has is one of the few reasons to do anything. So why not smash some shit into an asteroid? See what happens. And... NASA seems to be completely aware, that, like, and they're being honest. Uh, in a lot of the the pamphlets and and the information that I've read on it, it's very defensive. Uh, Earth for the next hundred years 
no no asteroid has a chance of hitting us uh, over the next hundred years. That's what they said. That's what NASA said. And no asteroid has ever really been a threat. The asteroid that we're hitting is not a threat. So we're just kind of doing it because we're we're doing it, you know. So here to discuss the DART mission and what may become a significant part of the future, what may be grow to become something else. That's why we're covering it to see, is this a dud? Is this, does this matter? It does because it's going to cost millions of dollars. I, this, I mean, shooting something into space, paying people salaries, you know, health insurance to shoot a projectile into space down to the cost of the steel it takes to build the goddamn thing. It costs money. People are doing it. It's what our tax dollars are going for, even though space is now turning into a commercial entity and private-public partnerships. Blah, blah, blah. We're not even touching that right now. All we're touching is an asteroid in space. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Dr. Christina Thomas of NASA, of the DART mission, speaking about a projectile that is launching likely tonight. Look, please. I focus on bread, I can't let up. My niggas is moving extravagant. He run up on me, then he having it. He run up on me, then he having it. And I'ma just slide in the foreign. Yeah, you gotta be a two-seat. This 40 is kicking like Bruce Lee. I'm still yelling for the prime new ski. But look, rule number one, I can switch. Rule number two, focus on bread. Rule number three, call it the jet. Flag at this top, we leaving them dead. Switching lanes up in the foreign. And my prime like I was Jordan. Bowling on niggas, exposing. Dunking on niggas, Jordan. Twisting my fingers, she know I'm in B. So, to save some time, I'm going to try to describe what I think the mission is and uh, tell me how far off I am. And, okay. and you can correct me and then we'll go from there. To my knowledge, the double asteroid redirection text test mission, the DART mission, is we are in the next like 12 to 24 hours, we're shooting a spacecraft into space that will in 11 months about september of 2022 hit a small moonlet that is going around an asteroid and what we are hoping to do is to hit the moonlet in a way that throws off the orbit of the asteroid kind of like a big cosmic billiard shot to move the asteroid without actually hitting the big one but hitting the smaller one rather how far off am I? I mean, you're pretty close. You have a lot of the, the parts, right? Yeah, so uh, so we're going to launch, hopefully, you know, the window opens tonight, Pacific time. Uh, and so uh, we're going to launch uh, our spacecraft, a dart towards the Didymos Dimorpho system. And so that's the, the bigger one and the smaller moonlet. And so what we're hoping to do, what we're planning to do, is to impact uh, directly into Dimorphos so that we change the orbit of Dimorphos around Didymos itself. And so we're primarily concerned with the orbit of uh, Dimorphos which is something that we can observe really easily from the ground uh, using telescopes. And so that's one of the really interesting things about this target. We can understand that orbit right now, we can impact it and change that orbit and then observe it again after we do that and understand what that orbit is again later. Uh, you say you're, you're concerned, or, or, or should we be, be concerned about Didymos and Dimorphos? 
No, no, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, you know, Didymos and Dimorphos, they're a part of a binary system and they are near Earth objects. So they're, they're in the space near the Earth, but they aren't actually a threat to, to the planet. How, so far, how far out are these guys? How far out are these guys? Well, um, they change a lot. It actually has a, what we call an eccentric orbit. So it oh, can yeah. go out beyond Mars, but it can come in. And around the time of impact, it'll be something like, um, shoot, that's a good question. I used to know the answer to this question, but it, it, like I know it in astronomical units, which is not very helpful. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be actually really, really close to the planet, which is going to be very exciting. It hasn't been this close to the planet since um, 2003 and won't be this close again until the 2060s. And so that gives us a really great opportunity to be able to uh, talk to the spacecraft, but also to observe it from the ground. Got it. Um, so a lot of the the literature uh, on this uh, on this uh, mission is kind of defensive. It's like, hey, we don't really know like what we're trying to do. It seems like you guys are just trying to learn. Uh, what is the overall purpose of this mission? I think that's a really good way to put it. We are trying to learn. You know, planetary defense is uh, relatively new as a field, and there's really two sides to it. There's the discovery side, where we try to discover as many of these near-Earth objects as possible, um, and there's the mitigation side, you know, the reducing the risk side of it, and that's where DART falls in. You know, what would we do if something was going to impact the planet? You know, right now we have some ideas, but we haven't actually tested any of those, and so that's really what the DART mission uh, is set out to do, you know, we're going to test this idea of a kinetic impactor, which is essentially taking our spacecraft and, and crashing it into Dimorphos to see how we change it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm drawn to the idea just because it, it's, it's a great, it sounds great. It just sounds we're going to crash a thing into an asteroid. People, I don't think people are going to have a problem with that. It just sounds fun. Uh, and there's there, and the idea that we can learn from stuff like this. I uh, host a show called uh, 2100 that it is a it's a futurist podcast mm -hmm. so it, it, it thinks from the perspective of what will the world be like in 2100 so what do you think the value what types of things are we expecting to learn from this and how could it benefit in the future well i mean we're going to learn a lot about just the experiment itself you know, we have we know how much the spacecraft will weigh, essentially, and we know how fast it will be going. What's going to happen to the object that it hits? In some respects, it's a very basic physics experiment that we still don't know the answer to because we don't know what this asteroid is going to be like. Asteroids so far that we visited have been wildly different from each other. Some of them are really, really hard. Some of them are really squishy. Um, you know, what happens when you take that spacecraft and you ram it into something else? And so uh, there's a lot to learn, both from a scientific perspective about asteroids in general, but also in how would you um, take that information and apply it to this specific problem of potentially needing to save the planet one day. Is this the first time we've ever intentionally crashed uh, into a space object? As the primary mission? Yes. yes. Intentionally. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, we've, we've certainly had things where we've done uh, different kinds of landings at the very, very end of the missions when everything else is totally done. Um, and th those aren't nearly as, uh, as dramatic a crash as here. But like, this is the first time that this is the primary pr purpose of this spacecraft is to crash into this asteroid. <laughs> that's, that's historic. And, and that's what I, I try to focus on. I, I've never heard of anything like this. And I'm excited to be getting the word out about uh, something like this. Um, is there any chance that the mission uh, that we hit the asteroid 
in a bad direction? Has that risk been minimized? Well, because we're going to hit the moon of the system, Dimorphos, instead of the primary object, you know, we're changing the orbit of the moon around um, Didymos. We're not changing the orbit of Didymos around the sun. And so there's really no possible way that we can knock the moon loose or change the orbit of uh, Didymos substantially. And so there is no threat here. Okay. No. Uh, well, uh, that is the majority of my questions uh, that are directly related to DART. <laughs> Uh, other questions, uh, just in general for you, um, how did you get involved with NASA? That's the golden ticket. That's the thing. Everyone talks about wanting to be an astronaut. Everyone wants to talk about NASA space space is back in a big way. Uh, it seems like we, there was like a 30 year gap of time where we weren't doing so much space stuff. So could you give a little insight into your journey into space and uh, the space field? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, um, I did some work after I uh, graduated at uh, NASA Goddard Space Flight Center. And so I was there uh, in what's called a postdoctoral position. And so I, I, was, I was there to learn from people and I, I was able to um, gather a lot of collaborations, including working on this mission, um, which is uh, headquartered primarily at the Applied Physics Laboratory, which is really fairly close to uh, Goddard. And so that's how I got involved in the mission. Right now I'm an assistant professor at Northern Arizona University, uh, but I was able to keep up those, those collaborations. And um, you know, I've been working in this position um, as the lead of the observations working group, uh, which is is, you know, we're primarily responsible for these observations of, of the moon going around the, the primary asteroid, which is really exciting. And so um, I kind of stumbled into it in a way because most people that end up on these spacecraft missions are engineers or people who think about things from a different perspective. But I use ground-based telescopes all the time. That's what I do. Um, that's what I've been trained on. And that's what I am particularly good at. And so this is the first mission uh, that's ever come my way where that is such a critical component to the entire mission overall. And so it's been really exciting to kind of make that transition into the, the NASA spacecraft realm as, you know, myself. You know? No, it's, it's nice to, uh, to have a thing that you are like so dedicated to and like good at, and then you, that's what's needed. And then you just <laughs> hit, hit the hole, you fill the role. Uh, when did this start? When did you start working on the DART mission? Uh, we've been uh, playing around with this idea for a really long time. You know, the first time that I can remember going to meetings was probably at least in 2014. Um, and, you know, we were thinking about it very, um, very clearly, like, how do we get this to go? And one of the things that we started was actually observing the moon uh, to see if we could start to understand the orbit because it was discovered in 2003. Um, and then nobody uh, observed the orbit until we started doing that in 2015. So there's this huge gap. And so we figured that if we were ever going to make this possible, we had to understand what the moon was doing to begin. So that's really when we started this uh, observing effort. And, you know, it's kind of grown and grown from there. And, um, you know, I just keep thinking that, you know, when we started, we were really just hoping that this would work. And when they told us, you know, that it was selected and we were going to fly, we were all, you know, just kind of like minds blown, really excited about this. And now we're here today. And it's, it's really, really exciting to have watched the entire progression. So the launch window opens when? It opens tonight at 10.21 Pacific time. 10.21 Pacific time PM? Yes. And then when does it close? Well, we have uh, various launch windows every day, uh, but uh -huh. the launch window itself doesn't actually close until February. 
Oh, okay. And so how soon could we see this spacecraft go up? Tonight. Oh. As soon as tonight. Yeah, All right. Fingers, All right. You know, fingers crossed it does. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll be keeping an eye on that. And then it wouldn't, for 11 months, then we'd hit the target from, from launch. Yes, yes. So assuming that it goes up soon, it, it will be in late September of 2022. Okay. And my final question for you is a little vague, but it's something that I always ask people uh, in, in reference to the 2100 question, um, like about where technology will be. And I'd, I'd be, uh, I'd have to, you're from NASA, I have to ask you this. Uh, uh, how, what do you see as the future of space travel in, in the year 2100? Oh, I mean, that's a hard question. Um, you know, when I was uh, when I was younger, I know people had all this very futuristic visions of uh, of what we thought was going to happen, you know, flying cars and all these things. And um, but now I actually see, you know, commercial space coming in and making it possible for people to do it. You know, it's certainly not to the level of of you and I right now, but you know, I'm really hoping that you know in the future, normal people can actually go to space uh, if they choose to. Um, I don't know that we're going, you know, to colonize the solar system like so many science fiction books, but I think we can at least go there and and see what that's like. No, um, uh, as someone who's this is kind of my focus, the twenty one hundred thing, because I, I'm I'm four seasons deep on a podcast about it, and I've talked mm-hmm. to people from all walks of life. Flying cars is the first thing mentioned, and it's impossible. The engines would fall on people. People would litter out of it and kill you. <laughs> You'd kill people. All yeah. people would be dying at a crazy rate, but only like intergalactic cars, maybe. Um, Do you have anything that you'd like to say to the people of the year 2100 or any thoughts for the people of the future who will be listening to this? Because these these interviews will be saved for them in the future to listen back to. I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I hope all the people in the future will see this as a resounding success because, you know, we're really excited about the potential here. And also really just like opening up this entire field of planetary defense, because right now I, I feel like it's, it's mostly something that's it's kind of joked about in disaster movies and things like that. But, you know, we can actually solve this as a natural hazard by discovering more objects and then by coming up with ways to reduce the risk of those objects. Uh, should we find anything that was hazardous, uh, you know, and so I, I think that this is really the beginning of a, of a huge um, growth in, in planetary defense. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, uh, Dr. Christina Thompson, um, uh, for uh, coming and, and doing this with me. I know that you probably have a busy day packed with interviews and then a stressful day of watching a rocket launch. And, and I appreciate uh, getting, that you talked to me today. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Bigger than me, like, take over, first quarter. It's Benko B, who bigger than me, nobody Me in the box and we in the spot, so now it's time to start the party And I got the 42, we got the size out, we go spin off with the thotties And I get the chop on the phone and just a kid, just a big bitch out of line But look, gang in the Maybach, trying to hunt down the out thank you to dr thomas that's it for this mini episode the dart mission may be the first of a series of groundbreaking innovations or just another failed test that the american taxpayer is wasting their money on keep an eye out for news of the launch over the coming days a new season and likely the final season of 2100 is coming in 2022 thank you for listening and please go to patreon.com slash dolphin movie to support my latest project and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you and happy 2100. Theme music by Griff out of Philadelphia and other music by Mel Bankroll out of Staten Island. 
It's Pinko B, who bigger than me, nobody. Me in the box, and we in the spot, so now it's time to start the party. And I got the 42, we got the size out, we gon' spin off with the thotties. And I get the top on the phone, just in case it's stupid bitch out of line. But look.